Hey, Pastor Lance here and Pistol Pete Unger. Welcome. Welcome to Real Hope, where we talk about the intersection between real life and real faith. So hey, we just want to welcome you to the podcast and joining us. Today's topic that we're going to talk about is, what is the truth? What is the truth? Pete, I don't know about you, but I think one of the hardest things that Christians and people in general have had to try to decipher during this crazy 2020, now creeping into 2021, uh, coronavirus season yeah. is there's been so much information, disinformation, so many things on social media, so many conspiracy theories, some that you're like, well, that could be true, maybe not true, I don't know. And I think for most people, including myself, I don't know about you, but one of the struggles that I've had during the season is trying to be able to decipher what is true and what is not. Yeah, that's been... I think what many of us have experienced with multiple stories coming from the media um, and, and just with new social media platforms, there's, there's so many new voices. So how do we distinguish what's, what's true, what's false, um, and, and what we can grab a hold of as, as an objective fact? Because it, it seems exhausting to, to go from one thing and to another and, and just really try to figure out what do I believe in? How do I know if this is true or not? Uh, and what guides my life? Yeah, exactly. And so for those of us who are people of faith, where do we base our truth off of? Like all truth has to have something that it's based off of, right? And I think a lot of the challenges that we, we see in our life right now, never in the history of the world has there been so much information. We are literally living in the information age combined with that technology age has brought everybody to the forefront of speaking their minds, sharing their thoughts, uh, trying to tell us what is true and what isn't. So every mom pop, you know, every teenager, son, daughter, husband, wife, everybody has an outlet to be able to share their thoughts on social media and what is true, what isn't. And so how do we sort through all the information out there and how do we come to conclusions about what is true and what is not? Because there's so much deception and if you read the Bible, and, and I hope that you do, um, you'll find that it warns us that in the last days, in other words, um, as the days get darker, as sin becomes more rampant, and we're seeing that happen right now in the world, I believe, and the Bible talks about there, that Jesus will return again, but before that happens, there, there's going to be rampant darkness. Sin is going to abound, and with that, deception. Truth is going to be darkened, and it's going to be harder and harder for us to determine what is true and what's not true. In fact, I'm going to read a passage of scripture out of Romans chapter 1, verses 21 through 25. It says this, For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile. That means they thought about things that didn't really matter in life. And their foolish hearts were darkened. And although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human beings and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, verse 24, God gave them over to their sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged, and here's the key verse, 
verse 25. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. So in this passage, Paul is, is speaking to um, a future state when people's minds would get darkened, they would be full of things that don't really matter in life, and they would begin to exchange truth for lies and actually believe those lies. And in doing so, it would darken their hearts and they would be led more and more by their sinful nature instead of by the truth. Now that's, when you look at our culture today, I don't know about you, but that, is right in front of us, I believe, that we're actually seeing this play out in our culture, in society today, and in somewhat in, in the church. And this is really where uh, we want to encourage you today. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, or if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, where are you basing your truth off for your life? How do you make decisions? How do you, how do you determine what is true and what's not? Because here's the, here's the problem. What we believe to be true, whether it's true or not, okay, and that's deception. In fact, the Greek word in the New Testament mm -hmm. for truth is the word aletheia. Mm. And that word aletheia means to uncover something that was formerly disclosed. So even like the truth of God, like this is why you, we need God in order to be able to determine truth, real truth, Yeah. right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, even if you look at history and our laws, our government, everything, if something has to be grounded on something that we believe to be true. Otherwise, you have no basis for truth and everything becomes moral relativism. Mm. Talk about that for a minute because I, th I think that's a big problem right now for many people. It is, it is a big problem. And I, it, we live in a culture and it may be one of the most selfish generations and, I, and I've, I've been a part of that. I grew up, you know, it, it just a part of that culture. It's a me culture. And, and we base so much on our feelings. Yes. So moral relativism is basically when I create my own morality. I yeah. get to decide what's right or wrong based on my feelings, not based on the Ten Commandments, not based on the laws of the land, but everybody kind of gets to do their own thing. You, right. you hear this word on Oprah or whatever, your own, what's your truth? Because your truth yeah. could be different from my truth, right. but truth is by its very nature universal, meaning that truth isn't something that bends. It's, it's the bars here and, and the bar right. doesn't move for anybody. Yeah, totally. It kind of reminds me um, in the beginning in Genesis uh, chapter two, I believe it is, Adam and Eve were in the garden and God gave them a choice. They could eat off any of the trees in the garden, but he said, Don't, do not eat off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And yet when the, when the serpent came to deceive them, the very first thing that he asked them, the very first instance of deception in the Bible, which led to the fall of man and ultimately sin, which is the epitome of deceit and lies, right? The opposite of the truth. And so you see the serpent come who um, says is more crafty than any other. So he's a deceiver. That's his nature. He's a liar. That's what the Bible says. And so he comes to them and says, did God really say? Question the truth, yeah. right? And then what does he do? He twists the truth. He said, she said, yeah, God did really say if we off the tree, you know, we will die. And he said, surely you will not die. Hmm. So he contradicted 
what God said was true. He said, but God knows that if you eat off of it, you, uh, your eyes will be open and you'll become like him, being able to determine good and evil. Now that is exactly what you're talking about. That's moral relativism. And isn't that what we all want? Like we can read the Bible and we can even twist scripture and the enemy is really good at this. We can twist and bend scripture to make it say what I wanted to, to make me feel better about how I'm living and we can twist the truth and now it becomes our own truth. Like, and I can feel good about whatever it is that I'm doing, even though the truth of scripture says that that's sin and it's immoral and there's a price to pay for it. I mean, you see this happening right now in our culture in a big way with, this, with the whole transgender piece, right? That's a really hot topic. And I know even bringing it up, there's people that are probably gonna send us hate mail about it or whatever. But the reality is, is in, in Romans chapter one, God said that they'll know the proof that God is real, yeah. he's true, is seen in creation, in nature, in the way things are made naturally, right? Like something had to start somewhere. We were talking about this earlier. Expound on that a little bit. So Albert Einstein said, the more I study science, the more I believe in God. Because you hear the word science thrown around a lot. Uh, in our in our news media and things like that. It but reminds me a little bit of Nacho Libre. They, yeah, Come on, I, give it I, to me. I, I, believe, I believe in science. <laughs> I believe in science. But the thing is, is science now has been a term used by certain uh, political affiliations to basically say, if you don't believe what, uh, believe what I say when I say science, then I'm going to somehow turn you into some conspiracy theorist, whatever. Science is always meant to, to be an objective understanding of the natural world. Things right. I can look at, things I can touch, see, watch in action, watch in motion. That's why the theory of evolution is just a theory right. because it, it, it's, that's it. It's, it's not provable. No, and now the more that we know about organisms and microorganisms and the Big Bang and time and space, we now see that even the tiniest, tiniest little microscopic organism uh, is not as simple as Darwin or some of his predecessors would have thought. It has multiple different organs and functions that simultaneously would have to come to exist right. for it to work. So evolution, a slow, gradual process. Once, a, So basically, at some point, something profound had to come from nothing, which indicates a creator. Right, exactly, which brings us back to what is truth. And if you read the Bible, if you believe in the Bible, you have to believe that it's either all true or it's not. Mm -hmm. and, and many of us, we make a lot of assumptions about the Bible. We, we carry assumptions with us and we never really explore it. And so I, one of the things I wanna encourage our listeners uh, today is you need to wrestle with, is the Bible true? Mm -hmm. If it's true, then that has the potential to radically alter the way we view the world. Yeah the way we view God, the way we view ourselves, the way we view other people, it, it has to. If this is true, this has to radically alter our perception of what we believe to be true in life. And then that becomes a filter for everything that we see, everything that we experience. And this is a problem because uh, even I was talking with a friend, a uh, Christian leader, uh, just wrote a book called Leadership Courage, and Kirk Curlin is his name, shameless plug. And um, it's a great book, go get it on Amazon. And um, he was telling me that he saw um, this article by Barna Research. Barna Research, many of you know they're a Christian research company. They do a lot of research on, on everything from politics to culture to religion. 
um, the church, uh, spirituality, all those kind of things. And they did a study about where people go when they need to know what's true and what's real and they need to make a major decision in their life. Well, this was astounding to me. These, these were mostly Christian people or who would profess to be Christian, believe in God. The first place they go to, you're not gonna believe this. Give me, give me your best shot. Google? <laughs> Google, because I mean, everything on the internet is true, according to Michael Scott. And right? Abraham Lincoln. And Abraham Lincoln, yes. Everything on, everything on the internet is true. If you believe that, then we've got real problems, yeah. right? There's so much misinformation out there. But, um, but back to what I was saying, what was I saying? Where we go first for uh, our information or truth. Or where advice. we go first, so, mm -hmm. so yes, thank you. The number one place they go to is their friends. Really? Yes, their friends. Okay. Now, I mean, you're a pretty good guy and everything, but oh, yeah, but I mean, for most people to get your truth or help you make a decision for your life, based on some of your friends, that could be dangerous. Could be. So check it out. Number two place they go for truth or to make a decision is their gut. Hmm. That's basically your feelings. Yeah. Now how many, I don't know about you, but how many times in my life have I made decisions based on my feelings that were not tied to truth and I was deceived by my own feelings. And it didn't work out. And it didn't work out. Yeah. So it, interesting, I looked at, up the psychology of what we believe and here's a big problem right now. We believe what we want to believe to be true. So in other words, you really, now hear me, <laughs> this isn't political, but you really wanted Trump to be president. Mm. And so because you really wanted Trump to be president, we may have more of a tendency, according to the science of psychology, to believe things about how the election went based on our belief to be true that we really wanted Trump to be president. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a problem for a lot of people right now. There may be a lot of things about the election that we believe that may or may not be true. I'm not saying they are, I'm not saying they're not. Right. But we do have this tendency to believe things that, to be true, that we wanna believe. Mm -hmm. The last thing, the third thing that they go to for truth is the Bible. Somehow to me, that just seems a little bit backwards, but that is the current reality. So we wanna give you some practical tools as we kinda of wind down this yeah. session, and we could sit here and talk about this for hours, right? Yeah. I mean, even Pilate, when Jesus was standing before him, he said, he looked Jesus in the eye and he said, what is truth? Mm. What that, is truth? I think that's what the world is asking right that's now. It's a great question, it's a big question. I, I think, you know, does truth exist is a great question. It has to. It has to. It has to because we make truth statements. You could say truth doesn't exist and then you're making a truth statement. <laughs> right. So I think it's interesting. Jesus in Matthew chapter 24, when he's on the Mount of Olives, he gives this called the Olivet Discourse. Yeah. And he actually talks about the end times there and the destruction of the temple. What's fascinating about that is that is where Jesus is going to stand again when he returns to the earth. Wow. But he said to his disciples, he said, watch out that no one deceives you. That was something he said. And then he even said at the end times, it's going to get so bad. Uh, he said that, that basically false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. He means Christians, Holy Spirit-filled believers. See, I have told you ahead of time. So mm. it, it's going to get so blurry 
yeah. as we move forward, that we have to constantly pray for discernment. We have to constantly ask God for wisdom. And I think yes. like in Romans chapter one, our understanding is tied to our moral behavior as well. Mm-hmm. The, the closer I am to God, the more clear life is going to be. Oh, that's good. And I'm never going to have a clear, totally clear picture of everything. But if I'm running from God, God is the light, right? Right. That is so good. And, and there's that connection in John chapter one, the gospel of John, between light and truth, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Jesus is. So it's ironic that Pilate is asking him, what is the truth when truth was standing in front of him? Yeah. Right? Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. So everything, I would say this as we wind down sure. to your point, that truth starts with knowing the one who is true, the true Son of God, yeah. the living God, Jesus, as your Lord and Savior. For me, it was amazing. I tried to read scripture before I got saved or surrendered my life to Jesus, put my faith, my trust, my hope in him. Mm. Um, When I did that, when I made that conscious decision, it was like the pages of scripture all of a sudden came alive to me and everything, life actually started to make sense. It, because it was like truth was hitting me and it was opening my eyes. So to your point, I think that's one of the things that as we grow closer to God, we, we grow more in tune and are able to see more and more clear. Yeah. And we're able to distinguish between lies and truth better and better. Yeah. And that's a work of the Holy Spirit. And so when we receive Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes alive in us and now even gives us the ability to read scripture, understand scripture, and be able to have what the Bible calls discernment, yeah. right? Spiritual discernment mm-hmm. to really determine is this true or not? Mm-hmm. And which way do I go? And which life? way do I go in life? So let me give you some, some other practical, another practical tip. Every time you listen to something on the media, whether it's CNN, TBN, whatever, Fox News, you, you listen to somebody, maybe you follow somebody, a podcast, somebody on social media, there's a video on social media. I mean, we, we're bombarded with the, these things every single day. You hear something and you're like, oh my gosh, I wonder if that's true. Here's some, a little checklist that you can use to try to uncover the truth. Number one is this, where's the source? Where's the source? In all journalism, they have to trace back what they are putting on paper, what they're saying on TV, back to a source, mm. right? And, and everything, when you look at all truth, really all truth, the source is right here. Like that's the foundation. Yeah. You look at the laws in America, they're all based on the 10 commandments. Yep. They're all based on this truth. And, and, and I know society and culture right now is trying to squash that idea yeah. and take that away from our heritage and our culture, but that's the reality. But the first thing you have to ask is what is the source? Mm-hmm. So where is this information coming from? And is that information true? In other words, is their source correct? Is it, is it right? Number two, way I decipher is, is there, what do they have to gain, if anything, from providing false information? Mm-hmm. Because if they have some, something to gain from putting out false information, and there's usually two, two things, um, two kinds of false information. Number one is propaganda. That is a, a, a agenda behind what they're trying, the information they're trying to give you is trying to shape your worldview or to get you to believe something to be true that may or may not necessarily be true, right? That's propaganda, okay? The second thing is, 
it could be somebody's perspective, but not necessarily truth, right? Yeah. I mean, we all have our own perceptions of what we believe to be true. So somebody, in all honesty, could think they're giving you the truth, but it really could just be their perspective on what they believe to be true, yeah. but not necessarily true. So number one, consider the source. Number two, ask yourself, do they have something to gain from providing this information? And could it be that they're using propaganda or they're using their perspective? Those two things. And I think that will help you. So you hear something, look it up. Do some research on your own about it. Try to find the source. Try to find the data point because misinformation is happening all the time. It reminds me of that, that young man. What's his name again? I always forget his name. I just looked him up Nick earlier. Nick Sandman. Nick Sandman. Thank you. Young man who was at this rally, right? Mm. By the, was it the Lincoln Memorial? Lincoln Memorial, yeah. It was a pro-life march they were in or something like that. Yeah. And there was some uh, American Indians there that um, were out there for some reason. Were they protesting or they were just coming against? There was some kind of protest, but he, the, the, the boys from this Catholic school were approached by the natives. And yeah. Nick sat there and smiled. And they made, and, and the media twisted it, made it look like he comes up and confronts this man and is yeah. mocking him and arrogant. And people are even calling for violence for him on Twitter, like, Crazy. we should punch this kid in the face. And right. So he ends up settling a massive lawsuit because of misinformation. Misinformation. So they portrayed him, they gave a perspective on, on the news of portraying him to be against this when that was not real. That was not the truth. Right. It was their propaganda. They were pushing a young, he had a Make America Great Again hat on, so they were trying to make it look like, look at this young racist Trump supporter. Right. To push an agenda, to propaganda. Yep. And it was not true, and they uncovered that truth. And that's a great example, I think, yeah. of exactly what can be happening today. And so, as we wrap up, I just want to say that Remember, consider the source. And for if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, or maybe you're really wrestling with some that intersection of real life and real faith right now, and you need some real hope, let it, we always like to close with giving you some real hope. Yeah. Here's some real hope for you. That when we put our faith and trust in the person of Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life, that we find what true life really is, and our eyes get open. And so I just want to invite you, um, as, as Pistol Pete and I have done so many years ago, but I still am so thankful that the spirit of truth lives inside of me and gives me the ability to discern yeah. lies from truth every single day. And it is a guide for my life. And you can do that. You can make a decision. The Bible says that um, if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is the Lord, and that if we will repent from our sins, which means we turn from our way, surrender our life to Jesus, ask him to forgive us of all our sin and come into our life, he can open your eyes right now, right in this moment, and that you can start discerning what is real, what is true, and start walking in that life, start walking in that light. And it's an amazing journey that I just want to invite you. And that's the best hope that we can offer and that Jesus offers in this life. So Amen. I hope this has helped you. I hope this has blessed you on this episode. Um, if you need to talk to somebody, you can go to hopechurchmt.com backslash prayer. We would love to pray with you. Maybe you made that decision today and now you need somebody to help you on your new spiritual journey. We hope you enjoyed this episode. What is the truth? Uh, with Pistol Pete and myself, Lance Stanek on Real Hope. We'll see you next time. See ya.